You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and McGee. That's Cornelius. He is in Denver, Colorado. I am McGee. I am in Dania, Florida. And we always start in the same spot. My friend, what are you smoking today? Today, I am smoking the Charter Oak. Charter Oak, made by the Foundation Cigar Company. Um, The Charter Oak uh, label for the foundation it, it like i said it uh it's made of connecticut tobaccos um it's a kind of a, kind of a mellow right down the middle um it is made in the jalapa region of esteli uh uh in the in the jalapa and esteli regions of nicaragua and it's a uh, really creamy it's, a lot of chocolate and hints of roasted nuts and pepper. So it does have that little peppery taste to it. So I like that. Um, it doesn't make it too, too um, strong, but at the same time, it has that little kick to it. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, we will check back in at the end of the pod and see how that's going for you. All right. It is a huge sports weekend. Mm-hmm. In addition, to, well, I mean, coming off those four games last week, it, I mean, it's hard to top that. That was crazy. All four of those games were incredible. But mm-hmm. in addition to two conference finals, to figure out who's going to the Super Bowl, also on Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday, mm-hmm. whatever, it depends on when you listen to this, Saturday evening is uh, the Pegasus World Series Invitational. Or what is it? Pegasus, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Pegasus Invitational is what everybody calls it, or Pegasus World Cup Invitational is what the real name is. And um, at least one person from this podcast will be in there. It'll be this guy right here, because mm. it is right around the corner from the trailer. Mm. And so I figured, if I'm going to go to the horse race and bet, I should, you know, take advantage of the secret weapon. <laughs> I should check in with the homie. So I uh, I did a phone call and uh, recorded a conversation with uh, well it was Zoom it wasn't really a phone but you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I recorded the conversation with Jimmy Tries Jimmy so Tries Jimmy Tries so let me play that now and then uh-huh. we'll talk about the two football games okay all right let's do it all right hi guys this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour and if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem you can call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred or 1-800-GAMBLER, or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Jimmy Trifecta, what is happening, buddy? Hey, brother, it's great to talk to you once again. You know, we got something coming up. It's the Pegasus. <laughs> How you feeling, bro? The How Pegasus you feel? World Cup Invitational. It is this weekend. It is uh, a, mere, a mere four miles from where I am presently located. And it is uh, 
the what is it how do they describe it it's like the most expensive horses ever or something it's a, the most expensive horse race ever or something like that there you go we're talking about three million dollars on the line for the dirt race right so we're talking about spending a bit of bread and, and three I want to million I want to interject because I want to apologize to my very best friend. I should have been down there, you know, oh, this week, but, but a, things didn't a, allow that to happen. So I apologize. A crazy world. I, I do not expect anybody to travel unnecessarily. Uh, like I, I, I get it fully. Uh, we'll just have to do it that much bigger next year. Let's do it. All right, but I'm gonna go. I, I'll be reckless. I, you know, I, I, I have no, I have no family or, or responsibilities or anything. I get to be reckless as I want. Um, hence, I moved to Miami in the middle of a global health pandemic, and um, I, I will be there and I will be wagering on horses, and which is why um, you're here, so that I make good wagers and not bad wagers. And then here's the thing: I didn't let any body down on our last conversation our last conversation i think if anybody followed what we were discussing you made some type of money i don't know what you decide to go heavy on if you decide to move one horse to the next horse or to the other horse but here we go listen jimmy try has never let you down and when i do i greatly apologize and i believe out of the five times that i've been on this call that's only happened once so here we go like the pegasus come on now mcgee come on i'm excited we got turf we got dirt we got everything yeah that's how it works how they have it's 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 one circle inside another circle inside another circle and it's three enormous races uh, one yeah. for each, one for each. Now there's other races throughout the day, but those are the three big ones. There's one on each surface. And, and exactly also, I've been there. I've been to the property. I haven't seen live racing there, but I went there and placed wagers for um, the whatever the last big tournament was when I was down. I just how happened to be here during one of the, the Triple Crown races last year. So I went there and went OTB style. I placed wagers and I watched on the screen. So I've seen the property and the place is amazing. There's restaurants and bars and shopping and there's a, a gorgeous little cigar, cigar shop and lounge. And then when you pull, right when you're pulling onto the property, there's this enormous statue of a horse, Pegasus, right? And I, I didn't realize, I knew it was, holy shit, that's a big ass horse. I didn't realize it is the third largest statue in the Americas. There we go. And, and here's the thing. This race is one that brings nothing but speed, nothing but durability. And, and here's what's funny. It's only the sixth annual. You know, and, and, and much props to Miami, much props to, 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 to those in Southern Florida. Yes, for, Hollywood. For, Hollandale it's, Beach. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollandale Beach. It's right on the border. I don't know which one town technically in, but it's right on the border. For making this a capstone race, who knows if it'll be a part of a circuit later on? Who really cares about that? But what I understand is, just as you were saying, my brother, it's an event. Oh, and that's what I love about it. Extra opulent. Everybody shows up. The like the valet is going to be crazy. Just if you like cars, if you're not even into <laughs> horses, you're just into cars. Just hang out, watch the valet, and you see just <laughs> Bentleys and Ferraris and who knows what's and all kinds of cars. I can't ever. I can't afford now. Maybe someday. <laughs> Well, my hope is that we're able to help some of these folks who might be, you know, 
nobody knows if everybody pays off their car as soon as they get in. <laughs> you know, but hopefully with what we're able to offer up, it'll allow some folks to pay off some potential debt if at they are like, doing a Lambo. Right, at least a monthly. If we could get, if we could every, help everybody cover one car monthly, then that's awesome. We've done our job here, you know. <laughs> my man, my man, my man. This is going to be a great race. We have some folks um, that we've talked about before, which is very. Um, I, the word comforting doesn't make sense when it comes to betting, but it's something that allows confidence, for lack right. of a better word. Yeah, we you have know, familiarity, I'll, I'll, you know. I appreciate that. Yeah, some familiarity. Um, so I, if we're going to launch stuff off, are you ready to kick things off? I am ready. Oh, my goodness. I got, so, paper, I got paper and pen. I can write down, write, take notes on this motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> so what's great is a very household name, at least within your crew of listeners, is Nick's Go. We've talked about Nick's go through two races. Yeah. We talked about Nick's go through the Breeders' Cup. We talked about Nick's go through the Derby. So we've talked about Nick's go often. And here's the thing. When Nick's go, go gets out of the gate, never has won without leading. Okay? So Nick's never, go is somebody. So you yeah. mean has never, has never come from behind to win a race at the end? Correct. I, okay. I, thank you. For okay. It's got to get the jump. It's got to lead out of the gate and stay there. I got you. Okay. Correct. I got you. I got you. I and, mean, this, I, yeah. and is in the first position. So most folks, McGee, might look and say, wow. So Nick's go never really has gotten out, but is in the first position. Allow for that fight. There's a lot of dog in that fight. That that horse has been in a lot of top races, as I referenced previously. So that is a top horse for me because we're talking about Jimmy Tribe right now. So we're talking about my top three horses. And Nick's go is one of my top three. So when you're in the first, if you're a horse in the first spot, if you when you get out the gates, if you get a good jump and you kind of take it a little wide, you can get an early lead and stay in that early lead spot. But if you, the problem is if your horse isn't quick out the gates on that first jump, they tend to get pinned, right? Everybody starts crashing in and then they, they slowly get pushed from, you know, first to second, second to third, third to fourth, as everybody else files in front. And if that happens, we're screwed here with Nick's go. That's is, is the painting I'm seeing it being painted. In front of me. Come on, bro. You have worked with me before with Nick's go. Nick's go is a fast starter. Nick's go gets out the gate. And that field is going to collapse. That horse is going to be on top. And that's why I believe that Nick's go is going to be actually my third horse that comes through the line. Wow. Real wow. talk. All right. Let me write it down. Real talk. And here we go. Life is good. You know, I love that phrase. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Life's good is being written by Todd Pletcher, who's a wonderful, wonderful horse rider. Right. And it's a rested horse, a horse that is speedy and a horse that is rested. As I told you before, that there's some similarities to how track and field correlates to the work that happens within the horse industry. This is a rested, well-trained athlete. So life is good. Nick's go. And here we go. Stiletto boy. Whoa. Stiletto boy. A closer who's going to push Nick's go, 
who's going to push life is good. Come on. I know what I'm talking about, bro. This is Jimmy <laughs> right now. Right? Finish behind. And you know my horse, Medina Spirit. You know how I rode on Medina Spirit and made us all money. If anybody listened to us before, I we, got, we, we made some bread off Medina Spirit in the Derby. I remember. Right? Finish right behind Medina Spirit in the most recent race. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Kent Desmoreau, Kent Desmoreau, the, the, the rider, knows how to ride horses. This is a four-year-old, I believe, and we're going to do work. Now, here's the thing. Endorsed. I, I, I have to reference. Endorsed, six-year-old, written by Mark Mike Maker. Okay. I, I feel good about endorsed, but I don't feel – I feel good enough to reference them – to your to your audience, but I don't feel good enough for me to put money on them for okay. my tribe. For my tribe. But I do believe that endorsed might be able to crack the top three. So if so, they if they have a super effect, I should go with all four and box it up. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Love a good super effecta. Love a good super effecta. <laughs> well, McGee, you know that this is a this is an event that has three races, and that was the dirt. But I, I'm actually more excited about turf. And I know that sounds weird coming from Jane Trout, but if you don't mind, do you uh, mind if I get into these horses? I just I, got a quick top three. I have no problems with grass. But <laughs> up. Here we go. So let's go on turf. All right, and I'll be very quick. You know how I feel about jockeys. Jockeys that have had the experience with certain horses and knowing how to dig deep in tough moments um, and knowing how to guide their horses is very important, right? Right. As well as the experience of a horse. That goes without saying. You can rewind podcasts that are previous and hear me talk about that. So on turf, Colonel Liam, written by Ered Ortiz, the Ortiz family, if you have heard me talk about the Ortiz family, I've yeah. gone right, right, McGee? Yeah. I've gone off. So here we go. Colonel Liam, Erad Ortiz, Sacred Life, Jose Ortiz. Come on, big dog. Oh, the brothers? Come on, big dog. Oh, they're coming in one, two, for sure. <laughs> they're going to be boxing out other people, making sure they win. It's going to work like like teammates in NASCAR, where they protect the other one. Like It's going to be great. Look, and you know you're my brother from another. We think from the same mind, bro. That's where I'm at. Days yeah. of Thunder. That's yeah. a Days of Thunder move. Yeah. That's a cold trickle, cold trickle in this boy. Cold trickle in this boy. <laughs> Yeah, dude, if we were in a – I just – I know for a fact, if you and I were in separate cars in a race oh. car – in a NASCAR race, we would be block, blocking out the traffic so that oh. the other could shoot off for victory. Hey, look, if you ain't first, you're last, and I don't care because I still got gas. Let's do this thing. <laughs> look, 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 look. The last one, because, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm a budding AT alien, and, I, and I, one of the things that I love – one of the songs thing, one of the songs that I love, uh, that always dropped in the club was that dun, 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 that never scared. Yeah. You know? 
Come on. Yeah. I was at the sound stage. I was in the sound stage in B more. Uh, with my brother, who never goes out to, never goes out with me, as far as when I was youngster, right? And, and, and Beanie Siegel walked in with his crew, right? And all of a sudden, Bone Crusher goes off. I start going off, and my brother starts like picking me up, tosses me into Beanie Siegel. <laughs> okay, Beanie looks at me and he looks and goes, "I love you. I love how you getting down, young buck." And pushes me back to my brother. I was being flung from one hood to another hood. Right? Anyway, Never Surprised, written by Todd Pletcher. That's the third horse. Bet on both of these races. On the turf races, give me Colonel Liam, Sacred Life, Never Surprised. And that's our trifecta there. When we go to the dirt race, let's go Nick's Ghost, Stiletto Boy, Life is Good. And if you're talking about the box that McGee referenced, put it in doors. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I have, uh, you know, speaking of that Never Scared song, I spent all those years just driving around DJing all over, right? DJing just big, big venues, little venues, hood spots, pretty spots, whatever. I shouldn't say every quite frequently when I saw a little because you know sometimes we go out we have a little too much to drink we're out on the dance floor maybe somebody starts like you know grinding on 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 the girl you were grinding on next thing you know there might be a little tussle on the dance floor no matter what and I dropped that song because I'm an instigator and I'm I'm horrible I was always put it on. (laughs) You know, what we always talked about the DJs is that that's the theme music to what we live. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) in your appropriate role, my friend, thank you for playing your part. Uh, I should have. I should have put on something about, you know, should have put on something about love or something beautiful or pretty or something, you know. (laughs) But nope. Uh -uh. I was like, let's go. I got money on the guy in blue. Um, all right, dude. I, I appreciate, as always, I appreciate you coming through, sharing the knowledge, helping everybody make some money. And uh, yeah, I hope these horses run fast. Jimmy Try tells no lies. Make sure you put those pies where it needs to go. Let's get it done, y'all. Let's get it. I'll talk to you, buddy. All right, brother. Yo, Mo Mackie. What's good? And what do men do? I don't know. Smoke cigars? Watch sports? Ah, yeah. Sometimes we do that, man. Shouts out to Maniac McGee and Cornelius holding down the Bet Your Ash podcast. We represent independent artists. It's the Set the Bar Review Mix Show. Artists, submit your music to setthebar11 at gmail.com. You better set the bar. We prefer if you raise it. All right, we're back. Jimmy tries. Jimmy tries. He's the man, dude. He's the man. He <laughs> was trying to come down, but like, it just wasn't. It's a bad time to be traveling for him. But yeah. uh, um, I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna try to go to the Louisville, we'll go to the Kentucky Derby, go to Louisville for nice. the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, yeah. So 
let's get in to some footballs. I don't know what game is first, to be honest. Is the is the Kansas City game first? Kansas City and Bengals? Yeah. At uh, 1 o'clock is the Bengals and the Chiefs. All right. Uh, of course, they'll be playing in, at uh, the uh, in Kansas at the Chiefs uh, yeah, field. Yeah. I- I know they used to call it Arrowhead Stadium, but now it's yeah. probably got a sponsorship name, right? Everybody, a yeah. crypto company or uh, like something, you know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. got somebody, so you know. Everybody's up. An airline or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, what so, is the what is the spread and over under for this? So the spread on this is minus seven and a half for the Chiefs. The money line on this is. Minus three fifty six for the Chiefs, minus two seventy nine for the Bengals, and the over under is fifty four point five. Wow! All right. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there's a crazy snowstorm about to hit the East Coast right now. So mm. I'm looking. I'm actually consciously like wondering how that's going to affect, even even all the way out in Kansas City, how it's going to affect things. But it looks like. On Sunday afternoon, I mean, it might be a little cold, but it'll be it'll be above freezing. You know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. There shouldn't be any precipitation or anything. So, weather's not really a factor in that. There's there's what I bring, there's the research I bring to the table, but I can I can look up I can look up weather like a champ. All right. Um, th- well, these guys know. already played, right? They played just a couple weeks ago. Didn't the Bengals win? Well, a little longer than a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, the Bengals did win. So it seems amazingly high that they have a minus seven and a half. I, I mean, I, I put this game as, yeah, you know, the Chiefs might win. They might win. Uh, but I think uh, I think it's going to be by the hair of their chinny, chinny chin chin. I don't okay, think that. So you think that not only do the Chiefs keep it close, but you give the Chiefs a legitimate chance to win this game. Yeah. Okay. I will say, like, we're all, I mean, we're, we're both in agreement. Like, the Chiefs at the beginning of the season aren't as good, weren't as good as they are now, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Because the Chiefs, like, the last few weeks have really looked dialed in in a way that they didn't mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. Something was a, a little amiss, it felt, right? Right, right. Um, I mean, Cincinnati, like, congrats. Look at this run you're having. Nobody expected this, yeah. right? Yeah. Does that Cincinnati run, like, keep going and go all the way to the Super Bowl? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Hey, Cinderella story. Why not? I mean, I <laughs> I will say this much. Little groundskeeper. I think, right. I think what's a little scary, though, is last week's uh, Chiefs-Bills game might have been Probably one of the top three games I've ever seen. Crazy, dude. Crazy yeah. what happened there, man. <laughs> there was like four touchdowns after the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. They said that uh, – they said that um, – what's his name? Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for 177 yards after the two-minute warning. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> And they were both dialed in. It's not anything. I mean, the Bills it was awesome. have, have, have the best defense. So, oh, it was yeah. really cool. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I, there's some things, of course, I mean, this is about as late. Whoa, you just cut out. All of a sudden, your voice got really big, like Darth Vader-y, kind of uh, bassy, and then all of a sudden, you're gone. Can you hear me? I can utter all this out. Okay, you hear me? There you're back. Now you're back. Now you're back. Okay, how does how does do I does that sound okay? Now you sound great. It was just for one split second. It okay. got all weird, and then you cut out, and now you're back. All right. I'm not even gonna edit it out. Let everybody hear me just talk into the <laughs> abyss. Let's let's go. Here, uh, if it sounds like Dark Vader, that means that's my James Earl Jones. Jones yeah, it was it was just impersonation. Was <laughs> but um, what I was saying is is uh. You know, I mean, that makes it kind of scary for the Bengals coming into Kansas City, you know. So, I'm sorry, does that game being as crazy as it was last week, do you mean that um, Kansas City is now extra confident going into this week? Or do you think that there's some sort of emotional drain, emotion expense from last week that'll carry over? Like, does that crazy game – positively or negatively impact the Kansas City Chiefs this week? I mean, that that's the, you know, that's the million-dollar question right there. Yes. Is it positive or is it negative? But, um, I, you know, I can see it being positive. But if the Bengals beat them before, I mean, they can kind of use that leverage against, against them, you know, get them leaning where they want them to lean and then, you know, uh, uh, attack them, uh, you know, defensively and offensively. I mean, last time they played, if I remember correctly, and if I can remember what I've got, like what I've, I've read and heard in the last few days while I made a couple bets, like I believe Kansas city only had a couple offensive drives on the second half that the Bengals really ate up the clock. And that makes sense. That seems like, Hey, Mm -hmm. if if you're playing the chiefs, like uh, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Joe Mixon's a stud. Can you like, do you, uh, I mean, with that offensive line, they're definitely better at run blocking than pass blocking. Maybe that's the move. Maybe you try to run the ball, eat up the clock, you know, and, and and slow the game down and try to limit the number of times Pat Mahomes touches the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely a – yeah. I mean, that's definitely a game plan right there. I think I think a lot of teams start out that way when they play the, the Chiefs, but by the end of the game, Mahomes finds his way on the, on the field. Um, I, you know, I was bringing up earlier though. I, I, I just think that the way that game ended, I, the bills should not have lost, you know? Um, I think the coaching staff has more to blame on that. Yeah. Both teams than, should have won that game. Well, yeah. If that could be the case. Yeah. But the bills had a unbelievable with, with 13 point, 13.6 seconds. I think it was just over like a minute and 50 seconds. And then um, uh, right after the Bills score, the uh, they leave 100, um, one minute and 51 seconds. Uh, Mahone drives down in 54 seconds. Then uh, 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 Josh Allen 
drives down in 49 seconds. And Not then, Should have yeah, a little clock yeah. up. Yeah. And it's so easy. You know, I was like, why don't they just jam everybody right off the line and hold everybody? Get a penalty. Get a 10-yard penalty at your at your own 25. Who cares? You're at, you know, I mean, and then, you know, that's got to eat up at least three or four seconds. And then jam them again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I felt like there were some things the squib kick, you know, do something to try to slow them down, you know? Uh, uh, you know, I, I was telling someone that I, I think that's something Belichick would do. You know, you got to have the right coach. And I just think that Belichick is the type of guy, he's like, yeah, you know, this is, this is a great game, great quarterback play. But, you know, both of these guys are in the zone. So uh, the only way that we can – not the only way, but the safest way that we can do this is to jam them and hold them. And if we hold them for five or six seconds and literally hold up every tight end and every uh, running back and uh, uh, wide receiver at the line of scrimmage for at least two to three seconds before Patrick Mahomes knows what's going on. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, you could have ran up, you know, at least know, half, man. That, it's, half of that. It's such a shitty, it's such a, it's such a crazy situation 14 seconds left traditionally you go into prevent and you and you just try to keep them in bounds you know and it uh, unfortunately not only was it 14 seconds but they had timeouts like it was crazy yeah oh i think all crazy. three yeah yeah they, um, they had timeouts everything it, it was, was just a great game honestly we could the way the proper way to have uh uh to step in that in in those situations like there's there's different ways there's different different approaches to those scenarios and you don't really get too many opportunities to test them like the squib kick for example in that type of a situation we have so few it's such a small like data pool you know we don't really know whether that's the right decision whether that's the wrong decision etc because we just haven't seen it happen enough to really look at those percentages and see what's worked and what hasn't because it's such a rare situation 14 seconds not too many people have even have a chance to like think about what happened a week before with Dak Prescott <laughs> like he had 16 seconds and he couldn't even get like can he he couldn't even get the first down he needed, you know? Yeah. And, like, these guys had 14 seconds. They went oh, 50 fucking yards in a field goal. Like, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, being able to, you know, manage situation by situation uh, how, you know, you know, how these things arise. I mean, that, that's the mark of a coach, you know, and, um, that's why I was like, man, you know, there's got to be a playbook for wasting time, you know. <laughs> I will say, you know, there there has to be something to have an Andy Reid on the sideline. Like, he's been to – like, think about it. This is the second organization that he has taken to four straight conference finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he only has one Super Bowl ring to show for all that. But still – Two different organizations, four straight, you know, 
four in a row in conference finals. Like that's really impressive. And there's times when shit gets like down to it in the fourth quarter where he's, he's just cool and calm. And he's like, let's go get this. You know, he's not, um, he's not flipping out. He's not worried about things. He's not bugging out. And, and, you know, we're at the point now where Patrick Mahomes has played a lot of big games. Yeah. You know, I understand Joe Burrows. I mean, Joe Burrows had the big college run and now he's won two in the playoffs, but I don't know. It's got to come to it. I think, I think, oh man, I don't know. You've almost got me talked into it. I do think the Chiefs plus the points is the right bet. But I think, I still think Kansas City might win by a mm-hmm. couple points, you know? Okay. Um, I, 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 I think that might be a shootout, though. I think, mm-hmm. I know that's a big over under number 54 or something. Is that what you said? 55? Uh, 54. 54. Yep. It's a big number, but I think that might go over. I could see the winner. I could see the team winning this game having in the 30s, you know? And then if, if so if we're saying 35 to 20, like 35, 21, you, you're already well over. 35, 24 is a reasonable score here, I think. Even 32, 24. So, I don't know. I kind of like the over here. The over, huh? Kind of like the over. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about this other game. Okay. Uh, The 49ers and the Rams. 49ers and the Rams. Um, What do you – what do you think about – what do you think about um, um, Stafford? Well – First and foremost, at least we don't have to worry about weather. It's indoors and it's in L.A. Or at least it's covered or something and in L.A. Um, I think Stafford is kind of over, uh, over I don't know, overappreciated, uh, overrated. I don't think he's as good as he was last week. And I don't think he's as bad as we've seen him at times in the past, especially when he was still in Detroit. Um, he is surrounded by weapons. And when yep. you're a pretty good quarterback um, and you're surrounded by a great team, good defense, and, and, a, and a great great wide receiver, et cetera, um, pretty good offensive line, decent offensive line, uh, you're going to play – you're going to have great games. And, you know, I think last week was the best game like I've ever really seen out of him. Granted, I didn't watch a lot of his – games when he played for the Lions. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he can do Me that either. two. Yeah, nobody did, really. I don't know if he can do that two weeks in a row in the playoffs. I don't have any reason to believe he can. Mm. And I have um, a lot more faith in the 49ers defense mm-hmm. than I do the Rams off. Sorry. Yeah. I I just – I said it right. I have more mm-hmm. faith in the, in the 49ers defense than I do in the Rams – Offense, specifically the quarterback position mm. uh, and really running back position. Because although I love Cam Akers because he went to Florida State and I think he's going to mm-hmm. be a stud, I just don't, I think he rushed his way back from injury and he isn't 100%. And like yeah. that was, you know, two fumbles is a bad look in the playoffs. So between <clears throat> the Rams' offense and defense and the 49ers' offense and defense, are you saying that the best thing going is the 49ers' defense? I think both teams have really good defense, mm-hmm. right? 
I think the 49ers have a better offense than the the Rams, specifically because I don't believe in Stafford. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo get to the Super Bowl when everybody said he wasn't going to get there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I've seen yeah. him do that before. I've never seen – like, I've seen Stafford lose a lot of games. I've never right. seen – last week was the first time I saw him win a, a, a playoff game. Right? Yeah. Which is uh, probably – you're speaking about the defenses. That's probably why the – over under is 45.5 yeah. and the I initially saw it at 46.5 and I bet it yeah, under it, under, under 46.5 it opened at 46.5 it did yeah. yeah uh the money line on that is minus 182 on the Rams plus 154 on the 49ers and the spread is minus three and a half on the Rams yeah I kind of like – I like the 49ers plus the points, but I don't like – you know what I really like here is the mm-hmm. under. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the over in the early game and the under in the late game the more than I like the sides. I, you know, that this game could go either way points-wise. Like, I think I'll probably end up being on the 49ers. But mm-hmm. um, maybe if it goes up to four, I, I don't think it'll go up to four. If anything, it'll go down to three probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it goes up to four, I'm jumping on the 49ers big. But – Nice. As 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 of right now, I'm really uh, I'm really just on the under. I like the under a lot there. Nice. nice. I just think both those defenses are playing really well. Yeah, yeah. I, as far as the defense is concerned, I think they they both are. I mean, Garoppolo is definitely not lighting it up, you know, offensively at all. And uh, Stafford I mean, is, you know. Status quo. He's people you know. have said that about Garoppolo before, and he <clears throat> said, "Hold my beer." I went to the Super Bowl and had a yeah. ball in the air to win it. You yeah. know, I think I have, I have a, I've, I have a track record at least I can point to with Garoppolo that I can't mm-hmm. point to with Matt Stafford. And that's one more time. I mean, if he wins, right? Who's he? And uh, if uh, the Forty ers if uh, okay. Garoppolo, if Garoppolo wins. You got to ask yourself the question. I mean, he's been in the league half, maybe not quite half as long as uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm going to say he's probably around 30 now or 29, 30, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he had two or three years in New England before he even went to San Francisco, and he's been there three or four years. And I don't Mm -hmm. think – I think he was in college for the full – for at least yeah. three years. I don't know how old yeah. he is exactly, but mm-hmm. I'm going to guess he's 29 or 30. Yeah. And so let's just say he wins. If he wins, and I know the 49ers don't think that he's the long-term solution for their, you know, for him, uh, he, he really isn't that much different as far as overall accomplishments. Bro, he's, he's unemployed for 12 hours. Who? If they don't want him, if they don't, if the 49ers don't want him next year, yeah, there's going to be teams lining up. Because you're telling me if he, if 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 Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, Green Bay won't call Jimmy Garoppolo after what Jimmy Garoppolo just he wasn't, you know, he was out there playing in that cold weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pittsburgh would call him. Shit. Yeah. Tampa Bay might call him if if Tom Brady's retiring. Honestly, mm-hmm. you want you, this, this? Here's my here's my little. 
Here's my little thing. Don't tell nobody. This is what I'm telling you. I'm mm-hmm. telling everybody this is what's going to happen. If you can find a book that lets you bet on who's the starting quarterback for week one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> next year, mm. Jameis Winston. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Resign him. Bring him back. Get him cheap off the injury. Oh, I love it. It's such a redemption nah. story. It's beautiful. Oh, I love it. <laughs> If you had to make a bet of who Garoppolo could very easily who, be, who Greg Maradosian would want, Mar Derosian, you're close though. Yeah. Oh, Mar Derosian yeah, would yeah, yeah. want to start next year. Yeah, that would be a good bet. But I would, I, I wouldn't mind. J, I wouldn't mind Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback for yeah. the Buccaneers. There's no way Jameis Winston is uh, going to be back. No, in Tampa Bay I know, I know, I know. But a man can dream, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, someone, you know, I don't know. So there's, there's going to be some moving around at quarterback, right? If Aaron Rodgers leaves and goes to Denver, well, that means there's a spot open in green Bay. If San Francisco decides to move on, that means Garoppolo is available. We don't even know who's coaching down in new Orleans. Never mind. Like, Mm -hmm. like they, they take the job and they're like, yo, I got this, this tight end, Taysom Hill, the special teams guy playing quarterback. What the hell? You know, they, they need to fill the position. Jimmy Garoppolo could be a saint next year. Yeah. He and would no have fun in New Orleans, man. Remember a couple years ago when he right when he moved to San Francisco, he was it came out he was dating some big porn star. He would uh, love Mardi Gras. He seems like a uh, dude who would thrive in New Orleans. Yeah, no one's uh taking big bets on if Russell Wilson is gonna be in uh Seattle next year either. Right? Uh it looks like uh homie Josh McDaniel is is about to be the head coach yeah. in Vegas. He might want to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo because they're familiar from their time together in New England. And then all of a sudden David Carr is on the block and maybe he's in New Orleans mm-hmm. or like, and then if, if Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, who's going there, right? Like right. it's, right. it's, I love the off season. It's going to be fun. And you know what? This game actually has <laughs> really impacts the conversation for the next nine months. And I think it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Well, I, I really think the 49ers play well. I really mm-hmm. like both defenses here. Um, I three and a half. I could make an argument for either side. I I don't know if I like this spread nearly as much as the other game. Uh, really, I don't like either spread to be honest. I, I just like the 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 over unders mm-hmm. this week. Well, I think I think um, I think the Rams cover. And I think the Chiefs win, but I do not think they're going to cover seven and a half. That's my that's that's my two bits yeah. of knowledge on two games. I for like I like it a lot. Last week, that's what I that's what I think. You know, but what do I know? So looking forward to the Super Bowl because we'll take next week off like the football players do, and we'll mm-hmm. be back the following week. But looking towards the Super Bowl, if what of these four teams. What's like the coolest? Like, what's the what's the coolest matchup? What's like the dream matchup here? The NFL mm. would be able to sell it. It'll drum up a lot of uh, interest beyond you know in pop world, not just in NFL people. Like, what do you which what's the best matchup here? Wow, <clears throat> I would probably. I think Bengals Forty Niners or Chiefs Rams. Bengals 49ers would be wild. First off, everybody would be talking how 
both underdogs won this week. Mm-hmm. And then you got the fucking Cinderella story in the Cincinnati Bengals who haven't, you know, ever like, come on, it's Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? It's not even Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's Cleveland's little sister. It's like it's Cincinnati. It's they don't win things, you know. Exactly. What was that? Exactly. The, the Cincinnati Reds were good. You know, who's, like, who's the coach? there in uh cincinnati that just lost forever marvin uh, lewis yeah marvin how many years was that i can't i don't know he, he i was... feel like he had that job forever wait was it marvin lewis um, oh, yeah shit. i, think I might be i think you're be, right i don't know i might be confusing blackhead coaches there That's are it. there unfortunately nfl <clears throat> there haven't been enough of them and it's yeah. really easy to do you said oh black <laughs> i got you you said black head coaches i thought you said blackhead coaches i've never heard of that team is that a team in the like the cfl or something but it's the same thing it's just with different emphasis it kind of means different things (laughs) (laughs) you know zach taylor and timmy nebraska used to party together in college i don't know if he's ever told you that but he tells everybody that every time (laughs) oh oh the uh current head coach yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, Marvin Lewis. I nailed it. Yeah, Marvin Lewis. Um I think I mean I think that would be a good one. Obviously the 49ers in there gives you like the super historic team, the tied to the past, the super rabid fan base. It's mm-hmm. cool that they get to there's California team, they'd be able to play two road games in LA, back to back games. Uh, in a place they've already won once in the year. I don't know. That'd be a fun story. Okay. The other one, uh, the the uh, the other matchup you mentioned, the Chiefs and the Rams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be just a wild, wild game. Like those are two teams that are supposed to be great. They were supposed to be good all year, and now we get to see what they are going up against each other. It's uh. It's a great defense on the Rams against a great offense on the Chiefs. Like that could be a lot of fun too. So mm-hmm. I like those two matchups. Yeah. 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 Mm. All right, man. Well, tell me about this uh, this Oakwood Oakwood uh, <laughs> cigar you got rocking. Charter Oak. Charter Oak Foundation. Sounds like Charter Oak Foundation. Sounds like uh, I don't know some like <laughs> scholarship fund for a prep school somewhere. Yeah, not Charter Oak Foundation. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a good smoke. I mean, it's it's right down the middle, medium. You know, I mean, uh, it's just a good smoke. Um, price right, good price point. Um, Foundation makes some really really good cigars. So this is a this is a this is a good cigar, like a good everyday cigar. You know. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. It's good to have a like a go to. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. absolutely good stuff man well we'll uh we'll take next week off and then we'll talk for the super bowl the week after okay bud sweet i'll see you on uh super bowl uh radio row yeah media row uh <laughs> the, the meta media row because we're doing it all online there you go all right bud. Have a good one. all right you can that was another episode of bet your ash and in fact the 250th podcast that has been produced by BYAPN, Beat Yapping, Bet Your Ash Podcasting Network. 
home to such favorites as the Nebraska Hour and BYA Bushwood, as well as the flagship podcast. Um, thank you to everybody who has made 250 episodes happen. Uh, it's shocking that we've made this many of these. Bansky uh, and uh, Tyler and uh, Connor, wherever the hell you are, and Timmy Nebraska and uh, Corey Collins and Casey Earl Flynn and Jimmy Tries and uh, everybody who's ever been a guest on here. And um, yeah, more importantly, and all those people, thank you for listening. We'll do it again for you soon. Thank you so much.